Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Murph Sack Fantasy Football League podcast. The podcast we didn't know we needed. Intended to talk shit to league members and feeling absolutely great doing so. Eat shit, Phil. Palm, you are the worst. With that, here's your host, Artie. Oh, and go Giants. Fuck the Eagles. All right, boys, welcome to the pilot episode. Um, There's going to be a lot of trial and error here. Hopefully I don't stutter too much and end up sounding like Joe Biden. But uh, hey, I guess that's what editing is for. We're going to figure it out. All right, so starting up, we're going to start with the actually the recap of Secret Santa. Um, Shout out to Espy for hosting. He did a great job. Shout out to Will for lathering Andre's pancakes with Emma's weed butter, which wasn't the weed brownie strength that we saw last year, but hey, it you know resulted in Andre being as slow as what his fantasy football news sources are. And shout out to Harry Kane, of course, for being trash at penalty kicks. I know you like that, Will. Uh, shout out to Hugo taking command of the situation at the bar and with the cops. If only he took command of his fantasy team like that, he may have had good results. And uh, although I, I, I did like how he got the cops' attention by saying, excuse me, sir, I, I do have the most transactions in this league. Let me talk to you for a minute. So good, good strategy. Uh, so jumping into uh, playoff matchups here and seeding. Um, Phil appears to get the short end of the stick despite beating me last week, uh, the last week of the regular season. He gets the winner of Ali and Emma, which obviously ends up being Ali. We know Ali has the track record of scoring a lot of points, and uh, many in this league predict Ali could make it all the way to the finals. My bracket, on the other hand, uh, works out in my favor, especially the end result of Mario beating Calderon. Uh, to be fair, I was a, a bit nervous of Calderon's team. Uh, when his team is healthy and without bye weeks, it is a pretty strong-looking team. And uh, I've beat Mario in prior weeks. Uh, but it was uh, on a Josh Allen dud week, and uh, his entire uh, team was on about a six or seven uh, game losing streak. So let's see if he keeps the momentum going against me this week. Uh, and, and that kind of transitions me into our matchup this current week. Uh, Mario is lucky in the sense that Jalen Hurts is injured, um, his throwing shoulder is sprained, and I think it's fair to say that Jalen Hurts' throwing shoulder is is looking as soft as what Mario's ankle ligaments are looking like. (laughs) I was able to pick up uh, Brock Purdy off the waivers. I'm banking on a good stack with either Kittle or Ayuk. Um, To be honest, it was either him or Gardner Minshew. However, I'll take my chances with Purdy against Washington defense over Minshew against Dallas defense. I also have McKinnon, who has been number one scoring at the position in the last two weeks at 29 and 30 points, respectively. Uh, But with Mecole Hardman coming back off of IR, we will see if McKinnon continues to get the underneath passes that he's been getting, Uh, hoping he continues to be a league winner, of course. I do get Dallas Goddard back off of the IR this week. Um, I traded for him specifically for his usage in the fantasy playoffs. Of course, Minshew being uh, injured throws a wrench in the plan. To be seen if he gets the flex over Zonovan, wham, bam, night. 
Mario's team on the other side looks pretty decent with his matchups. Uh, Josh Allen should light up Chicago, uh, but his running back situation remains to be seen. Chubb has been kept in check the past few weeks with Deshaun Watson's return. Um, he scored 8, 7, and 10 points in the last three weeks. And Ken Walker has been reported to be injured for Seattle. Um, Mario may need something more than his Alvin Kamara juicy flex matchup to pull this one out. Um, a matchup that does worry me, however, is Hawkinson. Big cock hawk against the Giants. I've said it all year. Bet on tight ends against the Giants. They haven't been able to stop tight ends in nearly a decade. Mario, win or lose, no hard feelings. I still need your plumbing expertise in my basement bathroom. <laughs> uh, migrating back to Phil's matchup with Ali, this has um, all the potential or had all the potential of being a juggernaut matchup. But with Phil's recent injury bug, which, by the way, is everything we all dreamed and hoped for, uh, what will Phil be able to overcome the recent loss of Jonathan Taylor, Debo Samuel, which actually he, he just cut both of them, and Lamar Jackson, which, by the way, has had a tremendous negative effect on Phil's tight end, Mark Andrews. Andrews hasn't scored more than nine points since week six, coincidentally, against the Giants. Uh, the only thing going for him, though, is uh, his matchup is against Atlanta, who notoriously sucks in every facet of their defense. Um, Phil has Tennessee defense slated to start against Houston Texans at Houston. We did see what Houston did with Dallas last week. They're a scrappy team that has proven to give teams problems. Or will he end up going with Tampa Bay defense, who we just added Um they're going up against the banged-up Arizona Cardinals offense. It is worth noting that he has DeAndre Hopkins, who is obviously going against Tampa Bay defense, so that wouldn't be ideal if he does play Tampa Bay. Just throwing that out there. Will Justin Jefferson and Josh Jacobs do enough to carry Phil's team to the promised land? That is the big question. Or will Ali's high-powered team obliterate Thin Phil? Um, Ali has Mahomes in what's projected to be a high-scoring matchup against Seattle, which, by the way, I like that Marquise Goodwin waiver pickup for this week. He also has McCaffrey uh, going up against Washington defense. It'll be interesting to see if um, San Fran cuts his snaps for some rest uh, because they only need one win to clinch a bye week in the first round. Uh, of course, he has Pollard and Zeke combination. Ali has proven week in and week out that he chooses the wrong selection out of them two in lieu of Miles Sanders. It looks like this week he is going with that combo of Zeke and Pollard. I do like Ali's uh, defensive waiver pickup in Zach Moss, uh, blocking Phil from scooping another running back. Though it is my personal thoughts and opinion uh, that that Colts backfield isn't a void at all costs. The Colts brought up Wilkins from the practice squad, and I think it's going to be a three-headed rotation. Plus, the Colts flat-out suck, and Jeff Saturday will likely be fired. Ali probably doesn't know this, but uh, Pat Fryermuth appears to be banged up. His snap count has been down the past few weeks at about 50% and hasn't been producing much at all. 
His only other real option is Cole Komet, who is nothing more than a stream at best. So uh, we'll see what happens. Ultimately, I think Phil is going to choke, and Ali will ride this one out into sunset. Uh, the league consensus is that the finals will be Ali versus Mario. Let's see if I can throw a monkey wrench into that plan. Um, I was planning on also discussing in this episode the top trades and transactions this year. And of course, top of the list is Phil completely traping poor Clayton in his first year with the, uh, the Justin Jefferson for James Robinson and Amari Cooper trade. So basically just for Amari Cooper, let's be honest. Um, followed by George Kittle for Brandon Cooks, which obviously did not work out in his favor. Sorry, Clayton. Um, but I give him credit for trying to make something happen. Um, and his fortune ended up turning around when uh, I traded him Justin Fields for James Robinson. Uh, James Robinson ended up winning me the week um, right before the Jets cut him into oblivion. And obviously, Justin Fields secured him pretty much immunity from Murph punishment because he, he really entered that hot streak. So, yeah, you're welcome, Clay. <laughs> Another noteworthy trade was Damian Pierce and Pittman for Jamar Chase and Kenneth Gainwell. And Dre told me he was really on the fence until Gainwell was thrown into that deal, and then he had to jump all over it. So uh, <laughs> questionable, questionable tactics there on out for uh, Andre not dealing Chase for more assets when Dre ended up uh, dropping in the standings. Um, and another good trade that I noted was uh, shipping off Isaiah Likely for Dallas Goddard. I was able to sell high on Likely during Mark Andrews' injury earlier in the season and therefore able to stash Goddard for the playoffs. Let's see if that works out or not. Also uh, worth noting, I feel like I tricked myself when I traded Najee Harris, A.J. Dillon, and Wandale Robinson to Palm for pretty much Damian Pierce. Um, AJ Dillon has been absolutely destroying it late in the year, the last three weeks, uh, while it's getting colder out, like I've been saying all year long. Um, and Najee Harris is now breaking out as well, indicating he's pretty much been hurt and, and recovering from that Liz Frank injury all year long. Damien Pierce, on the other hand, who I received is now on the IR, as we all know, uh, high ankle sprain, uh, Luckily, I stashed McKinnon, who's been tearing it up on that high-powered Chiefs offense. So, yeah, that pretty much wraps up this pilot episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It will be an ever-changing, ever-improving podcast, so please send feedback. Any suggestions are encouraged. Uh, maybe next week for the finals, we'll do uh, maybe fantasy football season superlatives and other fun stuff. Um, so yeah, let's make this a good thing going forward. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Thanks for the, uh, the mic, Will. Um, and that's all for now, boys. Last but not least, Ali, send Venmo. Peace.